Welcome back to Edgebrook here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, giving out daily picks and previews as well as uh, new videos that come out, breaking down some of the trades that go on around the league, looking ahead to futures markets, players markets, whatever you might be looking for, you can find it here on this channel alongside our brand new podcast with David Pagnotta, Dennis Bernstein, and Zach Bodenstein coming out every Wednesday, so make sure to check that out here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe. You'll get notified every time one of those comes out. Today's Tuesday, February 21st. We got a bunch of games tonight, so let's get into it right away. Anaheim, Tampa Bay. We got the Anaheim Ducks on the road taking on Tampa. Uh, Tampa right now is sitting on the third spot in the Atlantic. They're three points back of Toronto, but they do have two games in hand on them at this point. Coming off a two-game losing streak here where you did lose to Arizona one to nothing, uh, as well as a 5-4 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. 6-2-2 two two in their last 10, though, despite the two-game losing streak and an incredible home team, 21-4-2. Todd, would you be looking to back the uh, Lightning here tonight against the Ducks? Uh, yeah, I, I like to back pretty much everybody against the Ducks, but <laughs> um, it's no secret they can't defend one lick. Like even though they might not be last place right now, they're far and away the worst defensive team in the league. Every night they bleed shots, chances, goals, expected goals. They just spend almost every shift chasing play in their own zone. Um, I like the first period luck here because I think that's where you can get the most value. Uh, the Ducks have conceded 71 first-period goals this season, which is second most in the NHL. Uh, the Canucks are the only team that has even allowed more than 60. So, like, the Ducks are in uh, their own little tier here with the Canucks. Uh, the Lightning actually lead the league in first-period goals. Um, obviously, they have significantly more firepower than the Ducks. They're a much better team overall. Uh, they have Vasilevsky between the pipes against Lucas Dostal. Um, and also, the Lightning are coming off back-to-back -back losses. Uh, so, I think... Against a Ducks team that's in a road back-to-back, -back, I think this is a good spot for the Lightning to start quick, and uh, I back the Lightning in the first period. So you're looking at this first period money line here, minus 289, is that what we're looking at? No, no, sorry, uh, by half. So okay, <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to end up being the guy, you're going to be no. the guy here who's getting the messages after the show when it, if that one were to lose there, uh, but laying that price with it, but uh all right, we'll lock that in here on the BetStamp account. And if you want to track all the picks given out on the show, make sure to go over and download the BetStamp app. You can get it on iOS and Android. You can find us in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. See how we've done throughout the course of the season. Uh, down after yesterday, a tough bounce on that one. But uh, you know what? Battle back here today and get some of those units back. We are still up 44 units on the season so far. So we'll keep rolling along. And... Uh, Continue to put up some wins and hopefully win people some money here as we close out the rest of the season. But uh, we'll go to another uh, another game here tonight, one that I'm looking at in the East. Toronto heading to Buffalo to take on the Sabres. The Maple Leafs right now are second in the Atlantic. Uh, crazy number to look at every time. They're 15 points back of the Boston Bruins, and they've played one more game than the Bruins have to this point. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's impressive at this point to continue to look at that. Uh, they're they're six and four in their last ten. You've obviously just acquired O'Reilly and Achari. You go one and one with them in their uh, debuts with the team, coming off a loss to the Chicago Blackhawks the other night. This team traditionally struggles against the Buffalo Sabers, and this Buffalo team right now is in a spot where they're four points out of the playoffs, four back of Florida. They got six games in hand on them, five points back of the Islanders, six games in hand on them as well. 
six three and one in their last ten two game win streak. This Buffalo team is playing pretty well. They've got their eyes set on a playoff spot. Their fate is in their hands. Playing against a team that they've done pretty well against in recent years, uh, Alex, why would you be looking here tonight to maybe go against the Sabers? It's a a rare day that you'll find me on the Leafs. A very rare day, and um, you know if I lose this, then at least I can take souls in the back that the Leafs lost. But uh, <laughs> I just I, I talked about this before. Like the Sabers are a good story. They're a fun team. Like I want I want the Sabers in the playoffs just for their. I mean, you know, that barn in April would be so awesome. It would be such a good store, like such a good fun team to watch in there. Um, fans are nuts. The fans are awesome. Like takes me back to those glory days of like Chris Drury and Pominville and Alish Kotalik and those fun teams that, you know, made those runs. So I, I do want to see them in there. Don't think it's going to happen. I think this is a team that really struggles against good teams. The second they step up in competition, their numbers just drop off considerably. Obviously, this is one of those instances tonight where, you're facing a much better team uh, than, you know, than they are. And I mean, they have like a smattering of good wins the Sabres do against good teams this season. But like, even in those wins, their underlying numbers have just been really ugly. So I think this is just a case where the Leafs are going to sort of dominate uh, play in this one. Leafs have been playing really well, like something like a 60% expected goal share over the last month. Um, I think they're going to, you know, pick up where they left off with that, dominate this game, you know, maybe like, Maybe the Sabres take their chances. The Leafs don't. You know, I ended up on the wrong side of this. That's always a worry when you're laying these prices with these big favorites. But I, I think the Leafs are going to have the run of play here, really dominate this game. And uh, I think that, yeah, 170 or better, uh, I'm in on the Leafs. There you go. There's a bunch of numbers out there that are better than 170 or at 170, so make sure to shop around. But uh, definitely can find that available, so we'll lock that in here. Um I'm nervous about this one, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. After the show that I did on Sunday night, after they lose to the Blackhawks. Yeah, I mean, betting the on the Leafs <laughs> at minus 170 after they lose to the Blackhawks is probably like, you're not going to feel great about it, right? Well, the conversation that I had to deal with after the game against the Blackhawks was uh, to that of, uh, should we fire Dubis now and bring in someone else who can fix this ahead of the deadline? I'm like... Well, <laughs> you're probably out of your mind suggesting that. So I can't imagine what a, sa- a loss of the Sabres tonight would do uh, for the Leafs post-game show that I'd have to do. It's just going to be clawing my eyes out the entire time. But we'll battle. We'll battle through. Hopefully we get a win anyways. <laughs> the Another game here tonight, Detroit heading to Washington to take on the Capitals. This Detroit team right now, it, it's wild because you look at the east playoff standings the teams that are in the top three in the metro and in the atlantic those are the teams that are going to be there essentially come playoff time that's how it's going to shape out uh something that we didn't really expect over the course of the season but has kind of come to fruition here is that the teams outside are all now in competitive positions to actually make the playoffs you're seeing on a nightly basis just based on one win or a team going to overtime teams jumping past each other and closing the gap Uh, specifically you're seeing even here Washington they slide out I just mentioned Buffalo who's sitting at a four points out of the playoffs well Washington did just get bumped out of a spot they're two points out now one point back of Pitt two points back of Florida three points back of the Islanders they're on a four game losing streak it kind of looks like maybe Washington's losing it a little bit here and just completely falling off but then even looking at a Detroit team, they're four points out of a playoff spot. Like that is a team that could also find a way to get in there as well. Uh, Todd, in this matchup between two teams on the outside looking in tonight, what would you be uh, what would you be looking at? 
Uh, yeah, I like the Capitals. I know the Wings are 7-3 in the last 10 games and appear to be putting it together, but the underlying numbers don't say that at all. Uh, during this 10-game spell, 42% of the expected goals, which is one of the worst rates in the league, 39% of the scoring chances, which is literally dead last, like even below the Ducks, so that's saying something. I think they've just been riding a bit of a shooting heater, and Dylan Larkin's kind of just been popping off, but the team as a whole has not been playing well. Um the Capitals are generally a really structured and sound defensive team. They're a veteran team. I think they're going to be uh, desperate to climb out of this and get back on track sooner than later. I think they'll be the better team at five versus five. Um, I just, I just think the Capitals are a much better team, and I expect them to bounce back here. What would you play that to there? Uh, I played minus one forty-seven, which is okay. not even the best price. I so I definitely still play minus one forty-one. I think you go. I think you told me before the show we'd go to minus two hundred. I think that's it. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. But <laughs> I also like that Lucas Raymond's not supposed to play either. So that's that's a nice little bonus. Okay. All right. There you go. Lock that in. This game, I'm really interested to hear your guys' thoughts on. I know there's no best bet, but uh, Alex, we'll start with you. You're Montreal Canadiens here going up to face against Todd's New Jersey Devils. Uh, just a breakdown of this game. What are we looking at here tonight? I mean, Montreal is on a two-game losing streak. New Jersey, two-game win streak. This New Jersey team is holding on to second in the Metro right now. They're four points up on the Rangers. Looking to get some uh, some big-name players ahead of this deadline. I'm seeing Todd tweet every day. Prayers for Timo Meyer, trying to get him, uh, trying to get him over to New Jersey. Uh, but Alex, what what are we looking at in this matchup tonight? Uh, we're looking at no points for Montreal. That's what that's the aim here. That's the aim every time we step on the ice right now. Um, we've had some results go our way the last few days. You know what? Things were looking a little bleak when uh, Super Bowl weekend. The Habs won that back to back. It was like pack it up, like you know, we're done. We're picking tenth. But, uh, you know, last few days, you know, um, Columbus and Arizona goes into overtime. You know, the Ducks are picking up points. The Blackhawks are beating the Leafs. Things are uh, things are looking up a little bit. Sharks winning last night. So, yeah, get uh, get New Jersey in there. Get, you know, just quick, easy, 4-1, you know, no sweat. And, uh, I mean, maybe Montreal ends up putting someone else on uh, IR after this game, too, because that seems to be uh, <laughs> every new game. They, uh, they put someone else on the injured list. So, we'll see how this – like – they have to fire someone in their medical staff. I don't know. This isn't like a tank situation. This is like a year in, year out. Like everyone's getting injured. They can't keep guys healthy. It's actually kind of insane. I think that this, uh, this anyways, that's another story for another day, but this medical <laughs> staff needs to be like, they need to fire them to the sun because this is a disaster. Like no one this can stay healthy and no one gets healthy. Like you're losing out on like precious draft capital. You have the chance to like trade Monaghan, trade Edmondson, like and our team, like, no, they're a little injured right now. And like, get them back to like health a little like what i don't know it's just it's it's bad man it's bad everyone is getting added to the list and no one is getting taken off the list it's like they're they're unable to uh to you know identify these issues and like Edmund, how is edmondson not out there and like pain kill him just whatever do whatever you gotta do man i don't care just get these guys Total. on the ice trade them yeah like this guy should be seeing stars having a great time out on the ice right now anyway <laughs> very frustrating um, we're going to miss out on some uh, potential first round picks at the trade deadline because of that. But uh, other than that, everything's going great. Yeah. I love this team. Love this franchise. Having fun. <laughs> this sounds very sincere. It sounds sincere. Yeah. It's the, the next guy in the IR is whoever has a good performance. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. And yeah. then, all right, you're done, buddy. Like sit it down you got a knee issue. You got to rest that up. But uh, Todd, from a devil's perspective, 
perspective, how are you looking at this one? And I guess on top of that, because it is a week until we'll see you again, just even a little bit of maybe a nugget on what's going on with the Devils and what you might expect to see with them because they could be a team to pounce next and go out and trade for somebody. Uh, so for tonight, I definitely expect them to take care of business. Uh, obviously, the Canadians aren't playing very well and they're missing half the roster. So it should be a free two points. Um, the Devils, uh, for a while, their underlying numbers dipped quite a bit. But they recently got John Marino back from injury. They recently got Jack Hughes back from injury. Um, guys are getting put in their proper slots again and their numbers are starting to trend up. So I think the Devils are going to take care of business tonight for sure. Um, and then with regard to the deadline, it uh, sounds like the Devils definitely want to get a top six forward. Over the last year, they were in on Matthew Kachuk, Kevin Fiala, Johnny Gaudreau, pretty much any big name top six forward that's been available, they've made a push for. Um, they've also been linked to Meyer dating back a year plus. Everybody seems to think they're the ideal landing spot, and I agree with that. I think, obviously, he'd be a great fit in, in here and now and long term. And also the Devils have more than enough assets to pull off that kind of move. Um, they're very deep prospect pool. They have all the picks. They have the cap space to re-sign them. So I uh, I would definitely think um, if I had to pick one team that Meyer ends up with, I would pick the Devils. So are you gonna are you gonna be upset when the Leafs go Golden State here and pick them up too? Finally, to squeeze <laughs> them in the lineup. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean. I think honestly, if if the Leafs wanted to, they can make it work temporarily, but they would have to empty yeah. the cupboards, and then I don't even think they can keep them long term without getting rid of another huge piece of their team. So they'll be, they'll be reaching back to to twenty twenty eight for their first round picks just to make this deal work. <laughs> yeah, I think like, honestly, it would take. I think it would take like Sandine, Matthew Nees, like all their whole cupboard, and then they would have nothing left as far as yeah. like long term pieces. So yeah. Well, that's all right. I don't. We don't need Timo Meyer. I had uh, Rob Pozzola. Uh, his dad actually sent me a proposed lineup for the Leafs going into the playoffs. He built out on Cap Friendly, asking me for his thought, for my thoughts, and it involved Patrick Kane playing first line right wing with Austin Matthews and bumping down Nylander to the third line, Ryan O'Reilly. So we're basically oh, no. just building the Globetrotters over here. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna happen, but. <laughs> I said, I said, hey, I like it. I don't know how we make it work, but I like it. <laughs> like, it looks good to me. Basically, like I'm building out an NHL uh, be a GM mode team there. Uh, <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> uh, a game tonight that I know is going to make so money happy, as I see him here in the chat. Go Canucks. Alex, you are looking at the Vancouver Canucks here tonight on the road against the Predators. And this Vancouver team, they did just beat the Flyers 6-2. to uh, They are 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. Kind of just a confusing mess of what the what the Canucks are. Rick Talkett probably looking around wondering what the hell kind of decision he made leaving TNT to go there midseason and have to deal with this. Uh, but Nashville right now is 7 points out of a playoff spot. They're 7 points back in Minnesota, 10 back of Edmonton. Five and five in their last ten. At this point, it's probably over for them in terms of what uh, what a playoff hope could be. Yeah. Likely look to move on from some guys here at the deadline. Uh, and you are backing the Vancouver Canucks on the road tonight against the Predators. Why is that? Yes, we are all Canucks. Um, I uh, I think that this price is just absurd. I cannot get behind Nashville anywhere close to this. Um, isn't I mean, Nashville the team that's been burning you this year? Other no, than we like turned the things one... around. We turned yeah, things yeah. around a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. I beat Matt in that right. head to head. Yes, conveniently hasn't showed up here today. 
So uh, I don't know. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I'm just going to go on a limb and say it does, but we'll see. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I, I successfully faded them uh, again against uh, against the Wild this weekend. So, you know, can't complain too much. Um, but, yeah, I think this price is just – this is just – like, I mean, you're looking at, like, minus 160s out there on Nashville, which is crazy. You look at their season-long numbers, there's not – a huge difference between these two teams other than goaltending, which is obviously significant, but um, there's not a huge difference there. Otherwise, in, in how these two teams have played, you look at the last month, you know, Nashville's trended down considerably. They've kind of really struggled over the last month or so. Um, and the Canucks have looked, you know, significantly improved under Talkit. They're at like a 52% expected goal share. Preds are at, um, you know, significantly under 50 at around 47%. There's just not, that big of a gap between these two teams at all. If, I mean, obviously Soros is a considerable part of this equation, but like he doesn't get you all the way out to like a minus 60 here. So yeah, I like the Canucks quite a bit tonight. Um, and I would, I would play that obviously like pretty much every number that's available, but I'd go down to like plus 120, 125 or so for me on the Canucks. There you go. So if you like plus 120 or plus 125, you'll love that plus 140 yeah. available there. And some money saying uh, we are all Canucks for, only for tonight. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually a Canuck too, but in a different way. Uh, I have a toddy prop special here. Not a shot props. I have an, an assist prop. Interesting. I like, I like Elias Pedersen for an assist. Uh, best price available is minus 105. Uh, he's playing with Beauvillier and Kuzmenko right now. That line has a 60% expected goal share. Uh, has scored four goals in 49 minutes. Uh, as Alex kind of mentioned, the Predators aren't that good at 5-5 five five at all. Uh, Pedersen leads the league in 5-on-5 five five points. As I mentioned, his line's teeing off right now. Um, I just think this is a good spot for him, and that's a really good price. So I'm on Pedersen for an assist. Yeah, we'll lock that in at minus 108 because that's most widely available. But if you are uh, in some other places, if you shop around, you can definitely find some better there. But we'll take we'll lock that in at the minus 108. And there you go, and an early toddy prop for tonight. Get it, get sneak one in during the uh, during the games there. <laughs> like keep people on their toes, Todd. You can't just <laughs> tune in at the end of the show. You can't just tune in at the end of the show. Yeah, um, uh, and I see here. Uh, JP asking thoughts on Red Wings Capitals. We did discuss that uh, a little earlier on. So if you want, we can watch back in the show. You can listen back on podcasting platforms. You hear that. And uh, yeah, of course, once the show is over, you can always rewind and find that in the in the show. What, what part we talked about that. But we have a do have a best bet here tonight uh, on Washington Moneyline against the Red Wings. So uh, just say that but if you want to hear the thoughts on it make sure to go back and watch back after the fact um all right another game here tonight todd you've got two best bets in this one we're looking at the vegas game against the chicago blackhawks on the road here for vegas uh, they did put mark stone on ltir they're gonna have nine million dollars in cap space what seemed to be like the villain of the nhl that story just continues to grow as now they're kind of creeping in on your territory on your boy timo meyer as we uh as we approach this deadline you're hearing more and more about maybe vegas is a suitor for him you put that free that money up for mark stone and all of a sudden you're you're in on basically anybody and everybody that you could possibly imagine and uh this team's on a five game win streak right now holding on to first in the pacific 
on a roll facing off against a not very good Chicago team despite having just one uh, against the Leafs and continuing it with a two-game win streak here. What are you looking at in the Vegas game tonight? All right, so first up is the first period. Um, Golden Knights are uh, one of the best first-period teams in the league. They're top five in first-period goals for and top five in first-period goals against. I believe they have the best goal differential in the league in the first period. Uh, Chicago is quite the opposite. They're dead last in first period goals, something like 30 through 55 games or something along those lines. Uh, they're also 30th in first period goals against. So they're having a miserable time at both ends of the ice, which makes sense because the team sucks. Um, <laughs> and I don't think Peter Mrazek is going to be, you know, the guy to step in and save the day when the Golden Knights are dominating the run of play. So I like the Golden Knights to win the first period um, by half, the same as like I did with the Lightning. And then I also like uh, Vegas minus one and a half. Uh, Chicago's just getting caved in at five is five. They have pretty much no talent with regards to high-end players on the team. Uh, Vegas is playing really well right now. Uh, They're controlling the run of play at five is five. They got Shea Theodore back recently, which helps boost the power play as well. I just think they have edges all over the board, and this is a spot where they're going to take care of business. So I like the Golden Knights on the puck line. All right, we'll lock in. Alex, you have any uh, anything against that? Or what do we think there? Two I'm, bets uh, in the same one here. I'm hoping Chicago goes on a little bit of a heater and you know pulls ahead of the Habs <laughs> at one point. That seems incredibly unlikely, though. So I have nothing on this game, though. No, no, just a uh, just cheering for Todd and cheering for the uh, the ROI on this Edgework show to keep shooting through the roof here. Um, a question for you guys in the chat and feel free for either to answer if you have one here, Michael Santoro asking or saying newbie here, like your show. We'll appreciate that. Hopefully you hit that subscribe button and like on the stream, but he says, I have a question on your thoughts of playing underdogs on the puck line. I never do, uh, would rather get full price and hedge live worried about empty net goals. Um, Alex, I guess we'll start with you. If you have any thoughts on, on this question here. Yeah, I'm not sure about hedging live, um, but I definitely do like to play uh, the puck lines on some of the underdogs, especially some of these bigger underdogs, like when you're getting uh, fairly generous prices. Um, We've seen like, you know, you know, you're getting plus money on some of these sometimes. It all obviously it just it entirely depends on the spot, right? Like you're just basically going to take it on a case by case basis. Um, Obviously, empty net goals are a concern, but like, you know, empty net goals are going to sink you whether uh, whether you're playing the puck line or you're playing the money line anyways. You know, either way, you're going to lose uh, lose that bet. But they give you the insurance of, you know, the overtime and the shootout games and and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I play them decently enough. I'm not saying I play them every time I'm on a dog. Like, I'm on Vancouver tonight. I'm not going to be playing plus one and a half at, you know, minus 160 or whatever it is. But, uh there's definitely value in, in certain cases. You just have to kind of take them on a case-by-case basis, I guess. Todd, anything you would do differently in in that situation with the underdogs on the puck line? No, I agree with Alex. <clears throat> Once in a while, I'll do it if it's an extreme mismatch and I like the goaltending. Like if it's Vejmelka or Corpus Allo or someone like that who has the ability to kind of keep you in a game you don't deserve to be in, I'll maybe do that because I don't see them winning outright. Um, but I agree with pretty much everything Alex said. Yeah, the thing to remember too is like the the puck line is a, a derivative of the of the money line in itself, right? So it's not necessarily like you're you know it's it's basically the same bet in a sense. It just or you're betting it off the same number, sort of, right? So um so it's not like uh 
you're not getting like a better price or more value or, or anything like that. You're basically just making the same bet in just sort of a different form. So, you know, if you're maybe not the most confident in, in the dog to win outright, there's, you know, you feel a bit more comfortable getting that plus one and a half insurance. Uh, and just briefly here, um, JH saying, how about that reverse puck line taking the dog at, I guess, an alternate minus one and a half. Uh, I'll let you guys give your thoughts on it, but I will just say, I know some people this year who have been playing those specifically against the Leafs in some situations, and uh, they've been having a pretty good year. So <laughs> it's not something you can just blindly do for sure. But uh, uh, yeah, there are certain spots you can definitely find them. I don't know if Alex or Todd, you guys have a different opinion on that, but no, they're fun. Is, yeah, they're fun. They're a lot of fun yeah. to play. I uh, I don't do them often. I probably should do them more often. I don't even think about it half the time but like they're definitely a lot of fun um especially when you're getting like you're getting pretty crazy prices on them and you know yeah. when you cash that dog and you're like oh yeah i'm happy with my plus 150 and then like they're winning like six three and you're like well i, I guess i could have done that and you know there's a lot of instances where that happens and i just don't i honestly just don't think about it enough it's not a market that like enters my head often yeah. and i probably should do it more so yeah uh, all right. Well, it wouldn't be a Tuesday without an LA Kings bet here. As Connor Hartle mentioned right off the top, happy LA Kings Tuesday, even without Matt. And uh, Alex, you're going to take that role here today. You're looking at the LA Kings against the Minnesota Wild tonight. LA yeah. second in the Pacific right now, point back of Vegas, a point up on Seattle, four game win streak for this Kings team. They're looking to acquire some big pieces. You're hearing about them in on Chicker and different guys like that. Like there could be some moves coming in. Uh, going to face a Minnesota team who is in a weird spot, second in the wild card right now, uh, two points up on Calgary, three back of Edmonton, two points back of Colorado, though. I mean, you're looking at a win could vault you into uh, into a position in the central there or losses just make you further and further back of teams like Colorado and potentially allow you to be passed by Calgary, just a weird spot all around. What? Why are you backing the LA Kings tonight against the Wilds? I am uh, I'm doing it in honor of Matt. That's basically no. <laughs> um, I I like the uh, I like the Kings because I like the price. Basically, this is um, I mean Copley has been there's been like obviously the goaltending has really sort of sewered the Kings this year, right? Like these two teams have been fairly identical this season. If you look at their underlying numbers from like the whole year, if you look at the last month. Uh, the last three months, like whatever sort of sample you draw from, like these teams are very, very similar. The only difference has been the fact that Minnesota has gotten significantly better goaltending um, and the uh, the Kings have not. They've really struggled and goaltending has kind of sewered them. But there's been like this change that they've been undergoing. And obviously Copley started off not, you know, the greatest, but they were riding him into the ground early on. They were playing him basically every single night. Like he was playing like, 12 or 14 games and it was wild. Now they've kind of like, he wasn't ready for that workload. So they've kind of taken their foot off a little bit and been like, okay, like we're going to give you, you know, a bit more of a manageable workload. And I think that that's done wonders for him. Um, he's been playing significantly better last seven games, uh, last seven starts. He's saved 7.31 goals saved has 7.31 goals saved above expected. So he saved over a goal, you know, per game more than expected. Um, he's playing great hockey right now. Kings are playing very well in front of them. Uh, obviously, quick started the other night, so I feel very confident that we're going to get a Copley start tonight. While they're kind of trending in the wrong direction, um, it's just kind of a, a perfect storm for me. I like the Kings, plus 110-ish or better. Um, yeah, I, I know that 
prices kind of drifted a little bit throughout the morning, but I think that uh, I would still play, you know, plus 110 or anything that's out there right now. And uh, just pray that we actually get the confirmation of a Coakley start. Um, hopefully there's nothing actually like wrong there. I don't know if you, Friday night he started the game and then quick came in in the third period, but that was also because there was a bit of a brawl that went on. Uh, Coakley almost fought Stolars. Petrano <laughs> gave him a little bit of a shot. So it was like, that's why, uh, that's why he came out there. Um, but I think he will. I think he will start tonight for sure. And uh, I think he will put up a hell of a start and help us cash his bet. All right. Well, we have tracked all the picks that we've made so far on the show on the bet stamp app in the find better section as Edgework HQ. You can find all of the picks from today on there. You can find all the picks from this season listed on there as well as the futures that we've locked in. So if you want to see that, make sure to check that out and get a recap of today's bets. But it wouldn't be a Tuesday show without closing it out with Toddy Props. Todd, the floor is yours, man. Let us know what you got for props here tonight. Okay, I have six because I have another point prop that I just added. Um, there you go. Okay, so first off is Jack Hughes over four and a half shots against the Montreal Canadiens. Um, his last 10 home games, he has over 90 attempts, has averaged 5.9 shots on goal. So he's hitting this number rather easily uh during that time he's faced the bruins twice the hurricanes the rangers so it's not like he's just piling up shots against garbage teams like he's getting it done against the best of the best so uh with montreal struggling defensively missing half the team i don't really have much concern that he's going to get the job done against them uh i have nikita kuchov over three and a half shots um the ducks are just heaven for shot props like last yesterday i think there was eight panthers that there was a market for on the prop board and all eight panthers hit their overs obviously that that was an extreme case but like the ducks i think they averaged something like 40 shots against the last 10 games or maybe even more honestly um kuchov's price is very generous considering the matchup uh the ducks give up a lot of shots to right wingers uh kuchov's hit rate is 13 percent higher on home ice than on the road uh so at home smash matchup uh, against a bad team in a back-to-back. I like Kucherov. Uh, Shea Theodore over two and a half shots. Um, I believe you can get around even money. Um, he's second on Vegas in attempts since he returned from injury. Uh, he leads their blue line in shots during that time. He's playing more than anybody, even Alex Petrangelo. Uh, he got moved back up to PP1. He uh, When he came back in the lineup, he was on PP2, so that's a little bit of a boost as well. And then obviously Chicago is not a good defensive team at all. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov over three and a half shots. Um, I believe I got minus 122. Uh, the Kings are not a team you generally want to target for shots, but Kaprizov's home metrics are just so ridiculous. I think it, he has a hit rate more than 20% higher on home ice than on the road. Um, he's attempting a ton of shots. Uh, the one thing the Kings do do is they take a lot of penalties or can be prone to taking penalties. So Kaprizov is the main guy in the power play. Um, Lastly, for shots, I have Hyman over three and a half, plus 114. He's another guy whose home splits are drastically better than on the road. Um, the Flyers are a bad defensive team. They give up a lot of shots to left wingers, especially. Uh, with Evander Kane out, I think Hyman could get even more ice. He's going to be PP1, line one, uh, good matchup, plus money. So I like him. And then lastly, I have Dawson Mercer for a point at uh, plus money. Uh, it's pretty simple. Honestly, if he's with Jack Hughes, I'll bet him for a point. He averages more than three points per 60 with Jack Hughes at five or five. 
Um, so for a little perspective, these are the players who average more than three points per 60 at five or five this season. Jack Hughes, Nathan McKinnon, Matthew Kachuk, Tage Thompson, Elias Pedersen. So Mercer is absolutely lighting it up when he's with Hughes. He's with Hughes. Um, the Habs are not good, obviously. Uh, so I'll take my chances on a top-line player riding shotgun with Hughes, um, especially considering Hughes has 30 points over his last 17 games. He's pretty much getting uh, double-dipping each night. So I like Mercer at plus money. There you go. There it is. Toddy props six. I guess that's seven total, though, correct? Because he added the other yeah, one. The Pedersen the assist, Pedersen. Yeah. So there you go. Seven props for tonight as well as our uh, our best bets on sides and totals if you enjoyed the content please make sure to like and uh, like this video subscribe to the edgework hq youtube channel you can find all of our daily picks and previews live here monday through friday 10 30 a.m eastern time as well as our podcast with david pagnotta dennis bernstein and zach bodenstein coming out every wednesday uh, those guys are tapped into the league they know what's going on the in- couple of inside sources there that they've got so they break down what might be coming up some trades you might see where players might be going and maybe you you can use that information to get ahead of some of the player uh, player awards or as well as some of the futures markets for teams to win conferences, divisions, uh, or Stanley Cup futures if that's something you're interested in. That comes out every Wednesday, so make sure to check that out. But thank you guys so much for tuning in here today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Alex, Todd, thank you for your time. Thank you for your insight. Good luck on your bets tonight. And for everyone else, I will see you back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, to break down tomorrow's games and give our best bets. We'll see everyone tomorrow.